Hi everyone, I'm Claire Thomas and I'm joined by Tina Brigley. This is a first for me, this is a Like A Pert First podcast. I had this idea that I wanted to interview powerful women um, and have a powerful conversation with them. I want, um, I want my followers to be inspired by powerful women and to realise that change is possible for anyone, that we can achieve anything that we want to if we put our minds to it. Um, so that's what the, the aim of this conversation is. And I'm very excited to have you with me today, Tina. Thank you for joining me. Claire, I mean, when you told me about this idea, I was thinking this is extraordinary because women need to be with other women and to share the struggles, the ups and the downs. And I'm so grateful that you asked me. So thank you. Thank you. My pleasure. My pleasure. Obviously, you were the first that came to mind. <laughs> so... For those out there that are going to be watching, um, maybe you could just um, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are in your life. Yeah, so uh, five years ago, I was a special education teacher and I felt like I was wishing my life away in a job that on Monday morning, I wished it was Friday. Friday, I couldn't wait till Saturday. The first holiday of the year, I couldn't wait till it was like the next holiday. Um, and I thought, like, is this normal? Is this my life? Am I just going to work and retire and and then start living my life? Um, and then I found a pop-up to become a health coach just one day randomly on Google. I'm like, what the heck is a health coach? Like, And so I watched a webinar. I, I did a, a little 45-minute um, presentation, and I thought, wow, this would be amazing. Um, and that opened up my mind to this whole world of person personal development that I didn't even know existed coaching. I heard of Tony Robbins, but I'm like, is that really a thing? Are there things like people called coaches out there? Um, fast forward five years, you know, later I'm an authentic leadership coach. I help coaches train and develop themselves to be extraordinary humans online, offline, and bring out the best in them, help people have more courage, freedom, and ease. And um, I can't even imagine my life what it would be like right now if I was still a teacher. Yeah. So I think that um, that probably is something that resonates with so many people, that feeling of um, just wishing your life away because you're so unhappy in, in what you're doing. Um, but it really takes something to to make that change. What, aside from being intrigued by seeing health coach, what do you think it was sort of from within that gave you the kick up the, to actually make a change? So this is actually a really funny story, but I was standing in my living room and I remember clearly looking up at the ceiling and saying, God, if you're listening right now, I don't know if I'm supposed to be on a different path. I don't know if I'm supposed to be a coach or a teacher, but just show me a sign. Because the day before this, I had a call with a coach and, you know, I knew that she was going to enroll me and all of this stuff, but I was just curiously engaged. And I said, um, you know, I shared with her what was going on. And she said to me, Tina, do you want to be a teacher? Or do you want to be a coach? And I said, well, of course I would love to be a coach, but who leaves a six figure business with a pension and benefits to go follow a pipe dream? Like for me, I felt this is just a dream. This is not really possible. People aren't making money doing what they love. Like, you know, I have a life sentence here at this thing called education. <laughs> so 
when I got off the call with her, I was just like, what if, what if, and I had this big grand vision of being on stages and having Fridays off and living this created life. And so I ended up signing up with her and six weeks later, I, I quit teaching, but in that moment, standing there in my living room, I didn't know if it was the right choice, if I was being impulsive. So I was asking God, God, please just give me a sign. Let me know. Am I making the right decision? Because I didn't trust myself. I'm like, yeah, I, I got to wait for God's answer or something. So I noticed a book on my kitchen table. I thought, oh, shoot, I have to return that library book. It's a day overdue. I picked it up. There is a bookmark on the inside. So I pulled it out and then these words just popped up. And the words were something like um, something along the lines of you get to choose your path. You're on the right path. Um, trust yourself. I'm like, OK, I got that sign. <laughs> then I get in my car to go return this library book and a song comes on the radio about trust and being on the right. path. It was another sign. And I said, OK, OK, I'm hearing it the coach, the book, the song, it was, I could see. And then I went into my um, my principal the very next day. And I said, that's it. I quit. She's like, you quit what? I said, I'm going to quit teaching. And she looked at me and she said, are you, wait a minute. You just got a divorce. You're a single mom. You have a great job. Like, are, are you okay? Like she really thought that there, I was losing, I was going crazy. And I said, she said, you don't seem very certain. I said, I'm about to course correct my life. There's nothing certain about that. She said, well, what are you going to do? And I said, I have no idea. All I know right now is I don't want to wake up when I'm 70 years old and say, what if, what if I would have done that when I was 40, where would my life be? So in that moment, I was just like, I don't want to live with what ifs. Yeah. 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 And, so and I think that's a, it's a really big thing, isn't it? Um, when we start to think about the end of our life and we look back and, and we want to have something that we're, that we're proud of that and it, we want to have, have left some sort of legacy. And it's just so important to find one that means something to us and that gives us a reason to get up every day. Yeah. And I mean, I think we go through life weighing the pros and the cons, the gains and the losses. And if the gains outweigh the losses, then we're like, yes, I'm all in because that's pretty safe. But then a lot of times what our brain will do, we'll look for more losses just to say, yeah, no, it's not the right time. It's not the right decision. I don't have enough money. I don't do all of these things. And then we stay exactly where we are. And then there's this feeling inside that, but is this it? Is there more? Um, and sometimes we get to just tune out our brain and listen to our heart and trust. We don't need to know the how. We just get to trust that the universe, God, whatever we believe in, has our back. And if there's something that you want in your life, have the courage to, to go for it. And it, that's what it does take. It takes some courage, like a lot of courage. It does. It does. And particularly, as you said, when you have a family to support um, you know, the, the pressures are big. It's not an easy decision. Um, so how did you how did you break that news to your friends and family? Um, well, when I first told them that I found this health coaching program, 
and I said I was thinking about taking it, they said, they laughed. My friends laughed and they said, you can't get your own life straight and you're going to coach somebody else. (laughs) And I'm like, thank you. And then somebody else was saying like, you know, all of these things. And I thought, okay, listen, my life is not perfect. There's clearly some things that I get to figure out. Um, But I was like, but what do I want right now? And in the journey of becoming a coach, I transformed my life. I let go of drinking. I released excess weight. I started uncovering the things that I didn't know were playing in the background. So people could see my transformation. So when I went to them and said, listen, I'm going to quit teaching and I'm going to go in coaching, um, I heard you're going to regret it. Um, Don't you think that's selfish? Uh, What about your kids? Um, What if you don't make money? What if you lose your house? Uh, like, I mean, all of these fears were projected onto me. And, um, and so it was really challenging because I didn't tell anybody I was going to quit teaching. I just quit. And then when they came to me and they were like, you can't do that. Like, take it back basically. Like, no, no, no. I know you (laughs) had that conversation with your principal, but go take it back. Um, and I had to tune out the noise and I just had to trust that this was something that I wanted to do and people were either going to be supportive or not. And if they weren't, then they weren't my people. And so in that process, I actually lost most of my friends. And that was the other thing that was really challenging because I had transformed so much that they didn't relate to me. They, they were like, wait a minute it took them time to catch up with my transformation because they had never seen something so profound so quickly. They, they were grieving the loss of me and I didn't realize yeah, that. No, exactly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And have they come back to you now? Um, no, I think, I mean, they're still friendly and stuff like that, but we just, we just moved on. Yeah. yeah. Past and yeah. new people came into my life um, that, supported my dreams and my vision and encouraged me um they were on similar paths so yeah it was one of those things where it was a it was a blessing it was a setback it felt like but it was a setup for something um better in my life yeah so what do you think what was your biggest lesson from that whole process of quitting and going out on a new path Whew, my biggest lesson is um trust Trust, you don't need to know how. You just have to trust that um, whatever you want to create in your life is possible when you believe that it's possible. The how, that's just a mechanism. It's, you know, it's really the, the being that gets to show up to the world that makes a difference. And if you're willing to believe that you're strong, you're willing to believe you're courageous, you're willing to believe that you are capable Um, that you're powerful, everything else will fall into place when you focus on who you get to be. And there was days that I did not feel courageous. I felt scared, but I was willing to believe I am courageous. And if I am courageous, what bold actions am I willing to take? And I took some pretty bold actions and it was not easy. But again, I was like, okay, once you have courage, and once you be courageous, the mechanisms are there. Yeah. <laughs> just got to be yeah. willing to be that first and then just jump, you know? 
So would you say that you're now fearless or do you still find that there are fears that get in your way? I feel fearful and I know that I'm not my feelings, you know? And so to say like, um, I am fearless. No, I pretty much go through life scared shitless doing it anyways. So that experience of like, Oh no, I'm not afraid of anything. Hell no. <laughs> I hear it every day, but I also yeah. know that I am not fear. I am courageous, and so mm-hmm. even though I feel those feelings, I act despite the feelings. And so that's yeah. what really helped me to really make that distinction. I am not my thought, feelings, and beliefs. Yeah, I am who I say yeah. I am, and every day I wake up and I say, "Okay, I am a loving, courageous, powerful leader." And every day that loving, courageous, powerful leader, she shows up to the world. And when I'm not showing up courageously, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, okay, wait a minute here. This isn't who you are. You are courageous. So show up that way. I'm like, oh yes, I'm courageous. <gasps> but this feels so scary. Great. Be with the fear. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's really important because um, it's easy to say, do something, but actually to take the action and to overcome a fear is difficult, but most of the time we don't have anything to lose in doing it. Um, and generally we feel much better for overcoming a fear and being courageous. It's, it makes us feel worthy, feel light, um, feel bold that mm. anything is possible. Oh yeah. I mean, my, my first stretch from a coach and I mean, this was the first experience of being fearful, like very, very fearful. And some of you might think that it's funny, but my coach asked me to go to a meeting without wearing makeup. Now, for some people, they're like, big deal. But for me, you know, I had a story from childhood when I got called golf ball eyes and the whole class laughed at me. Me walking into a room with no makeup on was like the death of me, (laughs) literally. So I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't. Like, I literally felt my throat closed, my heart closed, in my body, that sensation. Like, I physically cannot do that. You have no idea. Like, I physically can't. He's like, yes, you can. I'm like, I know can't means you certainly are not trying, but I'm not even willing to try at this point. <laughs> and then he's like, but what if you did? And so I did, but I wore my glasses. I don't even wear glasses. I have them, but I don't wear them. that's <laughs> me. You wear glasses? I didn't realize you wore glasses. I'm like, oh yeah, sometimes. And um, and then I, I went to another meeting without the glasses because that was a stretch. And somebody actually said to me, What's different about you? You look so good today. I was like, Oh, really? Wow. And then somebody else said the same thing. What's different about you? You look really good today. I was like, Well, wait a minute, that's not my story. <laughs> Um, and so then it just got easier and easier and easier. And, um, but it's been a a process of letting go and shifting my context, right? Because that's the other thing. Action is one, but putting yourself in situations where you get to practice being in fearful situations. Like I went to a pool fitness class on Saturday and I took a video of it. I mean, like, this is so outside my comfort zone, wearing little red, basically underwear things with a, oh my God, I'm exposed. Everybody can see 
yeah. like everything. And here I am making a fool out of myself. But in that moment, I felt so empowered to not even care. And so that was yeah. just a, a true testament to just living life courageously. It doesn't matter what yeah. people think. Like, do you, what gives you joy and share it with the world? Yeah. No, I agree. And when it when it comes down to it, um, I find in those situations, if you think that um, most of the other people that are watching probably wouldn't do it, and they will, you know, the fact that you are doing it is something. So it doesn't really matter how you look, um, because at least you're doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had to I had to practice that one, Claire. Not to yeah. <laughs> Trust me, my whole life, I was a people pleaser. All I did was yeah. please others. All I did was go through life caring about what people thought of me and catering yes. to their needs. And then I realized um, in that process, I was just giving up what I needed to please others. Yes. And I thought, you know what? I'm never going to be able to please everybody all the time. And yeah. I get to give that up. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a it's a common a common theme amongst um, women in particular, the people pleasing. Um, and I think most of the time women don't even realize they're doing it. They, they think um, it's expected of them to look after everybody else, say yes to everything, put everybody else first and put themselves last. And they just don't realize that um, it doesn't end well. You can't keep doing that. Well, honestly, until you and I had a very powerful conversation about honoring our no, and you opened up my awareness to like, why am I not saying no? Why do I say yes to everything? It was just my normal. It was like I was walking around, driving around life on flat tires. Yes, 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 yes. That was my normal. Um, but feeling resentful and bitter and yeah. oh, why am I doing this? Like, I don't even want to do this. And now I'm, I have to do it. And then when we had that conversation and you asked me like, why, what's the payoff? It's like, Oh, I get to be right. I get to stay in my procrastination with the things that I want to do in my life. And, and so for me, then it became, okay, well now I get to shift the context. I get to practice honoring my no and honoring my yes to myself yeah. um, but that was just a recent shift and yeah. I've been training and developing coaches for the last five years and yeah. I didn't really get the impact until you're like whoa 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 wait a minute here <laughs> yeah yeah and it's it's empowering to to own our no and to make decisions that are in alignment with our beliefs and our values um and i think it creates respect from from the people that we care for if if we say no because we've got to look after ourselves or because it's not the right thing um and i think they really do respect us and our relationships can be bigger and stronger and better for doing that yeah absolutely i mean i even notice i would say yes to my kids all the time um uh, you know things that i'm like guys, I'm in the middle of doing this, but I would drop everything and run and do everything for my kids. But then at the end of the day, I was like, oh, I really wanted to do this. And saying no to them came with a little bit of resistance. Like, what do you mean you're saying no to me? I'm saying no to you. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then after it was, it became like, yeah, you matter and I matter too. And I love you. And um, the answer is no. 
I never said no to my kids. <laughs> I'm afraid I, I do it fairly regularly. Yes, okay, sure. Oh, you know how much money I spend on you? And then I got to be right about making them wrong instead of just saying, no, you're not getting the new shoes. Yeah. No, I love it. I love it. So tell me, what um, accomplishment are you most proud of? Um, I honestly, somebody else has asked me this question before and your brain always goes to like maybe dollar signs, money in the bank or accomplishments or awards or, you know, news articles. Like I have all of those things, but my biggest accomplishment is raising two of the most extraordinary human beings. I know my daughters, seriously, when I look at them and their ways of being and how they show up for others and how they're so loving and generous and kind to their friends and their leaders. I look at them and that is a mere reflection of like, man, I had some influence on that. And um, for me, that is my biggest accomplishment because I believe that it's not easy raising kids to be leaders in this world. And it's not easy to, um, you know, put boundaries in place and, and give them the tools and strategies to be extraordinary human beings. Um, but then when I hear, you know, I had a, a major upset in April with um, my business and a breakdown with my business partners. And I remember I spent days crying, feeling upset, being a victim to the situation, thinking about all the things that I had lost and what I was gonna continue to lose. And I remember my daughter looked at me and she like grabbed me like by the face. She's like, mom, I love you. I said, I love you too. She's like, have you forgotten who you are? She said, you're Tina mother effing Brigley. You straighten your crown. <laughs> Enough crying. She's like, those boys do not deserve your tears. She's like, you have a world to transform. Start transforming. My wow. daughter is 10. She was 10 yeah. having like being my coach, like saying, listen, do you not see who you are? I see who you are. I see who you are for my family. I see who you are for the world. When you're down, so is the world. You get back up. And yeah. I was just like, oh. beautiful. Is that not really, like really beautiful accomplishment ever in the world? Yeah. Yeah, and that that you know that touches me. I mean, that's what that's what my babies are like as well. And I just, I'm in in awe of of what they can do and what they say and their empathy. And it's just incredible. It really is amazing. Really, yeah. That's that's a a good mark to leave on the world. Yeah, I'm like yeah, the Forbes article was kind of cool, and getting business awards was kind of cool. But then when I got them, I was just like okay, what's next? You know, it was very short lived. Yeah. Oh, congratulations. Congratulations. And I thought it was going to be like, oh my gosh, I feel so amazing. No, it, it didn't really light me up in my heart, but yeah. my daughter saying those words to me was so much more impactful because it, it was just, if I'm making this impact on her, likely I'm making this impact in the world too. Yeah. And that's, that's the biggest accomplishment. Um, just being aware enough to know that I'm not perfect. I'm a flawed human being. Um, but I get to do my best every single day. 
and let go of the past and step into a future I get to create and I get to live a life that I design. That's yeah. huge. Yeah. Yeah. So what's, what's the one piece of advice that you would give your 16 year old self? Oh my gosh. I would say, girl, you are going to have major breakdowns. You're going to feel sad. You're going to feel defeated. You're going to feel like the world is out to get you. And trust me, life is happening for you. Life is happening so that you can be the best version of yourself. Embrace the breakdowns, embrace the upsets and keep moving forward. Um, yeah. Just keep moving forward. Yeah. That's what I was. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. So do do what leading on to, leading on from that one. Do you have a motto that you live by, or is it your intention or your being for the day that you that inspires you? Yeah, like I think every day when I shared that, um, I tell myself I'm a loving, courageous, powerful leader. That is my intention every day. I get to be that person in the world. Um, but there was something that I learned when I was in teacher's college. I went to see the speaker. He was a speaker for like the, the students. And he said something that always resonated with me. He said, what you believe you become. And it's so funny now, all these years later, 20 some odd years later, like what I've really embodied is like what you, who do I believe that I am? Because if I really believe yeah. I am that person, I will become that person and I am becoming the person that I want to be loving, courageous and powerful. And, um, you know, some people will say to me, but don't you feel like an imposter, like you're faking it? And I say, no, we get to be whoever we choose to be every single day of our life. It's not an imposter. It's your essence. The other yeah. version that tries to hold you down, that's the imposter that's trying to suck the yeah. light and energy out of you. The one that's keeping yeah. you safe, that's the imposter. We get to rise above our own imposter. The one that's saying, no, 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 you can't, you can't. You're not deserving. You're not enough in our bubble, in our bubble. No, no, no. We get to break free from that. Um, and what I believe is what who I become. Yeah. 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 No, that's great. That's that's a really good one. And I think there's so many people who don't put the effort into really going deep within to find out who that true inner self is. Um, and it takes time and it takes effort to peel back those layers of the onion to to get to your your true self and then to live it and to be it. Um, and it, that takes courage. Yeah, yeah, because we have. We have insights like sometimes we see these things and we're like oh wow i didn't even notice that was playing in the background and an insight only becomes transformational when we start practicing that being inside of the insight like oh wow i've been living life not trusting i just discovered a new one for myself i don't trust men with brown eyes because ronnie <laughs> in fourth grade broke my heart and he had brown eyes and i, I was just saying like yeah, I just don't date guys with brown eyes. Like, I don't know why it's just a thing that I have. Oh, no, the thing is because of a thing that happened when I was in fourth grade. Yeah. And so it's like, but see now how I would level up that is I would actually go out and date somebody with brown eyes now. I got to change yeah. my context. I get to change my story, not hang on to the old, 
Like I'm going to actively go and be like, oh, you have brown eyes? Yeah, I'm going to date you. <laughs> yeah. All those yeah. little brown eyed men out there. No, yeah. yeah. I, I probably have, I probably have the opposite because I come from a family where we've all got brown eyes. And my mum always used to say, but brown eyes are the best. Brown eyes are the best. And my husband has blue eyes. My daughter <laughs> has blue eyes. Uh, the other one has kind of like a murky greeny color eyes. I'm not really sure what they want to be, but um, yeah. I know. It's, it's probably a subconscious choice there to go for <laughs> my rebellious streak shows a blue eyed man. <laughs> funny, right? I mean, who knows what stories we're hanging on to that keep us contained in exactly. our box. Um, but exactly. yeah, but once we see it, in order for it to be transformational, we get to shift our context. We get to take new actions yeah. to get new results. Yeah, brilliant. Just got um, one more question for you. Uh, before I have a couple of um, quick fire questions. Um, what do you plan to achieve in the next five to 10 years? What's on Tina's agenda? I am getting my book published, Claire. Yay! I'm getting my book published. I mean, I haven't even finished writing it, but I am writing my book and I'm getting it published. And it's going to be a New York Times bestseller. I already know. I yes. already feel it. I can see it. Um, and I'm going to do book tours and I'm going to be speaking on more stages, um, and, and making a really profound impact. I'm going to be helping women release their chains so that they can live life, um, to the fullest. Yeah. That's, that's exciting. That's what's going to happen. I think about five years ago where I was special education teacher, wishing my life away. And I see where I am now. And if somebody would have yeah. said, all of these things are going to happen. If you would have told me in that moment, I would have said, there is no possible way, no yeah. way that's ever going to happen. So now I'm yeah. like, whoa, if that happened in five years, what is actually possible in the next five? I have no idea. And I don't even need to know the how. I get to just yeah. believe that it's happening. It's already happening. And that, yeah. that excites me. Yeah, and that's powerful and that's inspirational. So um, that's I just that's awesome, really awesome. Yeah. So just a couple of quick fire questions for you. A little strange, but I like these strange things. Um, I think I know the answer to the first one: glass half full or half empty? Glass is always full, baby. <laughs> Early bird or night owl? Early bird. Uh, strict routine or last minute chaos? Well, I'd have to say strict routine. Have you seen my agenda? <laughs> <laughs> Business, uh, which, personal, I'd say like chaos. Cause I'll just be like, oh yeah, you want to go on a road trip tomorrow? Yeah, I'm in. But business is like, no, 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 that's not part of my plan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which uh, sort of negates the need for the next one, which was going to be online calendar or paper diary. But I think you've just shown us all it's paper diary. Paper, so old school. I love it. <laughs> never, I'm never giving that up, okay? <laughs> it's my lifeline. Without a structure, That's nothing good. works. And I like writing it, and doing it. Is it insured? Uh, is it insured? Yeah. What if you lose it? <laughs> I'm just joking. Yeah, no, it stays on my desk. It doesn't move. I cannot lose that. But I have a backup. I have my calendar yeah. on my phone as my backup. But this is my reliable go-to. Brilliant. 
Well, thank you, Tina. I really, really appreciate it. I've loved talking to you. Um, and I hope that everybody that's listened agrees that that was a powerful conversation with a powerful woman. And there was masses of inspiration there that I hope will have an impact on some of the listeners so that they can take some of those nuggets and get on a path to reach their own best as well. Yeah. Thank you so much, Claire. I love that you're doing this. And thanks, everybody, for watching. My pleasure.